Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, till the end of time. That we are. And today, everybody, we are joined once again by Mike Snyder. Mike, you are here for the end of Agent Carter. Uh, Honestly, truly an honor. Oh, absolutely. An incredible honor to be here with you on this day of finishing the currently available Agent Carter season two. I certainly have no expectation of a season three. (laughs) Well, why? Yeah, I think probably because there has not been any new episodes in about five years. But, you know, yeah, that's kind of it. That's part (laughs) of the reason. Also, Um, it's very funny to end a season finale and in surprising series finale with a giant cliffhanger mm-hmm. unfortunately not as rare as i i wish it was well that's yeah, fair same. that's very true <laughs> that I, is it's a fair point. wild to me how many shows get canceled before they go off the air so they know to like finish out the show sure versus right. how many people are like oh man next season we're gonna what's that we, but we just uh did you not see the le- come right. on uh, yeah. a movie totally. can we get a tv movie to fin- no oh shit okay um, well, let's let's talk about that, right? Because there's there's a lot mm. to get into. My notes mm. are not to. I don't want to monopolize this episode, but I'm going to let you know that my notes are a couple pages worth. It, so, they sound robust. Yeah. So, and I, it was more than Robusty. I thought. And I'm so what? So here's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Agent Carter season two, episode ten, starting at 32 minutes and 29 seconds, and ending at the end of the episode. The next morning, Carter and Stark are at the table debating. Carter believes that he only cares about his bank account, while Stark believes that he's helping. Stark mentions that zero matter in the proper care and hands could launch humanity a hundred years or more ahead. Wilkes enters, dismissing their conversation, as Stark keeps trying to plead, but no one is listening. (laughs) And here's a quick side note. It is very fun to hear Carter say, until the end of time, because I was like, hey, that's what we say. (laughs) She already knows. You should just have to place it in into yeah, your exactly. intro sometimes. Oh, ooh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> Stark and Wilkes reveal that Stark has offered Wilkes a new job in Malibu, working on a project he came up with while in Peru. Never a follow up on that one either. Uh, Stark, <laughs> is there really not? Well, isn't Tony Stark's house in Malibu? Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny? I had that note as well earlier, but the thing is, is that like that's where I think there maybe it's the Ark project. Maybe. Yeah. That could be Maybe. it. Okay, I yeah. didn't. Inc- I I took out that note because I was gonna say, which is like, oh, future home of Tony Stark. But it's like, there's nothing. It, it feels like it's something. Yeah, it feels like it should be, <laughs> but like, there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no way of knowing what that's supposed to. I mean, it really could be just the giant arc reactor that they build that powers the entire Stark Industries facility. You know, which which could mm. be it for sure. Agent Carter, Malibu Knights. Man, that season I, three would have me... been awesome. I also would have really loved a like spinoff of them, which is great because this was like a spinoff of Captain America. Yeah. And then spinoff of the spinoff. Just yeah. spinoff forever into yeah. the distance. Yeah. Uh, until you get into Iron Man, then does Iron Man then become a spinoff of its own byproduct? Interesting. Correct. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Stark then leaves to go swimming, telling them to stay indoors as bathing suits cause too much friction drag. And he's kind of like, ah, he's really proud of that one. Carter pays no mind to it and Wilkes <laughs> is like, bemused but like is not being met with the same level of enthusiasm which is quite funny to watch where yes. he's like your brother's funny and she's like no he's not <laughs> um, <laughs> now don't look at him <laughs> he's like, don't encourage him please 
Once alone, there is a long pause. Wilkes breaks that silence and asks if she's heading back to New York, to which she confirms. There's silence again as they both look away. Wilkes knows what's on both of their minds and offers up that maybe if they'd met under different circumstances and trails off, Carter says she has learned not to dwell on what might have been, the what-ifs, if you will, uh, because they are no way to live. She is happy to have met him, and Wilkes returns the sentiment. Anna and Jarvis arrive home just as Carter begins to leave. She feels, she feels bad for what has happened, and that's why she's trying to get out of there actually before Anna returns, but Anna embraces her and reminds her that she is alive and well, and that her husband is also, also healthy and in one piece. Jarvis says that he'll get his wife's stuff indoors, and then he'll take her to wherever she needs to go. She states that she's already rung a taxi, and Jarvis is quite hurt. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, How dare the heartbreak she on her, a... his face. Yeah. How dare she? How dare she ring for a taxi knowing that Mr. How Mr. Jarvis is? Exactly. So he brings the bags inside and Anna asks her to let him take her or they'll we'll never hear the end of it. Carter's like, <laughs> "Okay, fine." So and before Anna can even finish yelling out Jarvis, like he's like splendid. He jumps. He like does like a like almost like a, a heel click out the door. Yeah. It's it hilarious. Like it's like a ballerina almost. Asking the, he, yeah. It's a grand leap out the door. Uh, across, so excited. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. It's very pure. Uh, across town, Frost looks in the mirror and recognizes that her powers are gone. We see Calvin Chadwick comforting her and telling her that they'll figure it out. Until we see that scene disappear, let me try this again. Until we see that scene disappear and see her not looking in a mirror, but in a window and in a straitjacket. Mm. Manfredi seems concerned, scared, and lost, but still steps in to visit anyway, which to me proves that he does, in fact, love her and not just like, you know, her power, or what she represents. Mm -hmm. Very, very wonderful acting by Ken Marino here. Just oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, finally, Jarvis drops Carter off at the SSR. She has some paperwork to finish before hitting New York, but she'll get a ride to the airport from Chief Thompson. Jarvis mentions that LA has done her good and perhaps she could stay. She asks if he's trying to convince her to stay in a city he detests. He backpedals and mentions that he's into some of the things. Have you tried a taco? Oh, delightful. <laughs> she he's, turns he's him. He's not wrong. Oh, he's for sure. Uh, she tells. What? She I'm tells him her life's work and roommate are back in New York and her plane ticket is already booked. Jarvis says that those are good reasons to go, but perhaps she only needs a good reason to stay. We then cut to her sitting across from Sousa. Sousa signs the final piece of paperwork and states that the Isodyne case is officially closed. They both go to speak, but he begins first. He wants to talk about the rift. She says there's no need to thank her, but you know he instead actually reprimands her saying that it was ill-advised and reckless. Ill-advised? Reckless? He calls her out on her own rules and says that she talks a big game when it's her life on the line, but not when it's somebody else's. She doesn't have any snappy comebacks, and instead, she just finally kisses him. Yeah! Margaret What's that? <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah, exactly. And the Woo! crowd goes wild. Finally, they say. The will-they-won't-they they comes to an end. Margaret Whitting's Oh But I Do plays in the background as the two finally give in to their feelings, and we pan away. We get the oh Agent Carter title card, and that is a scene. Oh, no, wait, there's more. Oh, okay. No, hang well. on. Uh, it is a very brief card. It's so interesting. Coda. It is, it is simply <laughs> the fact that they needed three more seconds to cover 
to make the song end when it does. That's really, truly what it is. Uh, Thompson is packing his bags while on the phone. Uh, it's Sousa. So clearly they've finished making out. I guess it's also to show, and now time passes. Uh, Sousa is telling him that Carter is used- I like the idea that he's just like on the phone, he's like through kissing noises, like you yeah. gotta get out of here. And he's like, yeah, no, uh-huh. sorry, I'm just, I'm eating a really good sandwich. I'm really like, tasty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sousa is telling him that Carter is using a little bit more vacation time. Thompson says he'll fly back if alone you know I mean. and yeah. Sousa hey, offers him to stay in L.A., but Thompson laughs. L.A., you couldn't pay me enough to stick around here. There's a knock at his hotel door. He's still making jokes with Sousa as the knock continues. He yells out that he's coming. All right, they're throwing me out of here. I gotta go. And the Thompson rest. hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. Just give me a second. He opens the door and his smile fades. A gloved hand holding a silenced pistol is all we see as the gun fires and Thompson hits the floor. A man in a suit, a fully black suit, by the way, uh, like black vest, black tie, black Mm. shirt, um, enters the room and picks up the file on the bed. He opens it. It's the highly redacted M. Carter, case number 74690 file. He closes the file and walks out. We see Jack Thompson, uh, shot straight through the chest, one last time, collapsed on the floor before we cut to black and credits. And that is a series wrap on Agent Carter. Okay, first and okay. foremost, I have to say this, which is that I know who the man is, but mm-hmm. I want to hear our thoughts on the rest of the clip. Like everything before yeah. that coda, I want to hear all of our thoughts on that before we get to the ending, because I think that for sure, this is an episode where we must get to the potatoes before we get to the meat. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> meat starts with them. Um, just real mm. quick. Um, it does, correct. Carter. Th- the uh that's a different movie the coda that is easily cut like i know we need it for the drama and like whatever but they go to the agent carter thing if they wanted to credits just go credits and i'm sure that Mm -hmm. chamaka murray has stuff in his contract about like he appeared in that whatever but like it's not like it was woven into a scene. It was literally an extra thing that could have easily been lobbed off, but they decided not to. You know, I am wondering, I wonder if it actually was technically a commercial break. I wonder if it faded out and then faded back oh, in. Oh, I bet you're right. I wonder, because right. I'm, I'm thinking about that now, how it could have been like... I forget about TV. Normally yeah. they have yeah. a commercial break there and they don't normally yeah. put that stinger there, but right. it probably is like a, oh, and here's the title card, but because yeah. we're actually going to continue into the next right. scene... In streaming, it maybe gets cut down a little bit. Yeah, like when I when we watch Golden Girls and we always forget there's no stinger at the end, but we watch through that last Hulu commercial and then it comes back to credits and we're like, rats, again. Right. <laughs> Anyways, okay, that's just what I wanted to say. Let's move, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mike, you should you should lead the way. Sure, I di- like I, I was mentioning to Colin before we recorded that I don't have a ton of notes, and I also also mostly hit them while, <laughs> while we were going through the thought. I do th- I do think it's very funny that you know like the whole like she she rings for a taxi, and mm-hmm. Jarvis is crestfallen. Yeah. He is like all I want to do is serve you. All that's all I want to do, and you're taking this from me. I love. I, yeah. I very much love that. And then the turnaround when he, when he, she's like, "Okay, fine, huzzah!" Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's very funny to me. Splendid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was gonna. I forgot. Okay. This wasn't the red scene. 
Uh, but I'm just going to jump around anyway. So the, uh, the, I always love Susa and Peggy of their relationship and, and finally glad that they're finally in a position to have their a little bit of romantic entanglement, mm-hmm. even if America's ass would be let down a little bit. Well, you're, as you get older, your ass lets down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have IBS. My, my ass has let me down for years. <laughs> Now, James. I was talking about sagging, but I also yeah, like oh, uh, the internal system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, I, I was I was actually literally just about to go. Okay, so what's uh, let's explain that one. Tell tell us more yeah, about yeah, gravity. A little bit of a sagging sort of deal. Time, yeah. Sagging versus uh, the diarrhea. You're aging. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, exactly. we've got to move past that part. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what's right. number two more? <laughs> That's a joke, and I don't want any more jokes because now I'm uncomfortable. So, um. <laughs> Um, and then I have another note about the, the meat at the end of the episode, but I think that I'll just hold off until the rest. So that's, that's kind of, you know, it's just, it's such a good vibes and it it kind of fits at the end of a California season of television for good vibes to be showing up and people forgiving each other and being good with each other until the, again, the meat of the scene. So, sure. So, oh, sorry. Did you have something, James? Oh yeah. I have a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Go for it. Um, I uh, I have an Avengers ensemble. We can get to that. Um, we talked about Malibu. We covered Splendid. Uh, the theater marquee as they pull up is advertising Mary Kane in Midnight Nightscape. It was previously and very recently advertising Whitney Frost in Tales of Suspense. But they mm-hmm. have taken that away. Of course, because she's yeah um, in the band. And uh, which is sort of a nice uh, a, a cool well an adjective bookend to when she was at that theater before she was anyone and there was someone else's name up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Then her name, now someone else's and, name. And the world has already moved on. Right, exactly. Think, you know. um, I poignant, have a second. Poignant. Yeah. I like a also, poignant, poignant adjective. adjective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very definitely much shows how Hollywood treats women as well, yeah. though. And they're yeah, like, sure, okay, sure. and now we're done with you. Right. That's also fair. Uh, um, and I, I would say, I would say men too. I would say actors. Like, I think that there are sort of flavors of, uh, the, of well, the month. Well, I, I'm getting a little bit more about like, so like men, I think a lot of the times we have this bad treatment of like, men can still be, you know, viewed in specific ways, right? Like way sure. longer than we will yeah, that's true. typically like, do with women, which is, you know. Right. Remember, where remember t- when where that- typically women like actresses start to get into the mom slash grandma roles by like 45, 55 and or 45 and then kind of get phased out. Sometimes even and, late thirties, depending on, on that's the folks, you know? fair. That's a good point. But like they Do get you, phased out where men can be recording for, or uh, uh, like George Clooney is still like a, a, a leading man, handsome sure. right. where he's in his what fifties or sixties at this point. Sure. But what I'm saying is remember that summer when Henry Golding was in everything and everyone was all stoked about Henry Golding. And now you're saying who is Henry Golding? Maybe I sometimes I'm bad. He, with he, he was in this Asian actor that was in crazy rich Asians and he was in a bunch oh, of other things. Yeah. And then now. Mm, True. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a minute. Um, right. Eddie from uh, stranger things last summer. Mm-hmm. Was sort of huge people, for a while, and then now I think he still he is doing? in like the convention scene. I think that's part of the reason. I mean, I think, okay, like, fine, but like I think that's part of the thing is that like Eddie has been like essentially like touring, if you will. You know what I mean? Like right. he's been at every single. I, I feel like every other week I see people like tweeting about having just met him and uh, going okay. to a panel with him. So I feel like he's probably 
honestly making bank off of you know people getting autographs and right. pictures and stuff like that at conventions. And- I'm not denying that it is that it is mostly a, a women thing, especially back in the late you know, oh, the 40s yeah. and 50s, whatever. Right. Um, I just think that there's that in 2015 or 16 or whatever, I think that there is as much to say as you know, like that you know your teen sensations and whatever um, come and go. Definitely. Yeah. Too. Before we get into some uh, to some segments, I yeah. have basically, I guess this is technically a segment, but I have a, a hostion <laughs> slash question. Okay. Which is that. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned in my notes, that is a series wrap on Agent Carter. It's not just the season wrap, it's the series wrap. Yes. What I will say is that it's very clear because of the cliffhanger that they did not expect it to uh, not come back, right? Or else Mm -hmm. I don't think they would have done the cliffhanger. Um, So what I want to know is is that there's some people that we did not see like ever again. Right. Right? Um, And so I'm wondering if there's anyone in particular that you wish that we would have spent some time seeing again or uh talking to or even just like reminiscing about some folks i mean i think it's the the number of people that are left are a little limited at this point but i still feel like there are some options of of some people we could have addressed um so uh, i will open the floor up to anybody who wants to say who we wish we could have said goodbye to mike i have an answer right away i don't know if you want to go first or second Look, I'll be honest with you. I've been paying attention to your podcast, but at the current moment, my mind is empty. Okay. Um, my answer to the surprise of absolutely no one is Dottie Underwood. Um, Fair. The, the amount of times that we've been going to record this, and I'm like, do we see? No. Okay. Do we see her? No. Okay. She doesn't die. She just escapes. She's just gone. That's fair. Which yeah, is, I think, no, listen, love it. Love it. Sure. Great for Dottie. Frustrating for, for Jamesy. That's all. I do think she probably, I think another reason why we didn't see her is I do have a feeling that she would have been back in season three. Oh, for sure. She. I feel, um, feel like she would have been almost like a like a supporting I that's for Yes, that's character. exactly my thought. I actually think it might have been mostly her, Jarvis, and Carter in the next yeah. season. Yeah. Um, um, so I I, I will say that uh, for um, Timeline Scavengers Annual Number Three, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to have Dottie Underwood in the list of of playable characters. Um, and if no one picks her, I put might her put her in anyway. Because <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I love her and I want more of her. Um, mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. For me, like I get that we talk about you know oh. You know, my roommate is back in New York. It's it's weird and hard for me to not see Angie again. Like, yeah, we see her in sure. this season only in the uh, dream sequence. And right. Like, that's it. And it's like, come on. Angie was so great. And like, that's yeah. all the reference we're going to get about her. Right. Uh, I also think that like, it's a shame that like, there's no Rose and Samberly payoff. Yes. yes. Like, I would have loved to have seen if something came of that. Like, as much as. She's kind of like frequently kind of like, no, okay, come on. But like there is still something budding there. Yeah. It seems. So I would have loved some sort of gentle payoff on yeah. the Rose Samberly story. Um, For sure. The Rose Samberly uh, story does sound like a Lifetime movie. It does a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I wish that flowers. we had seen something the there. Samberly. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't know if there's really anyone else besides that that we could fully address. But I mean, like, I feel like those are the four main people. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Manfredi would have been, I mean, like we got to say goodbye to him, but like, I'm thinking like 
in a season three where I'm imagining half the season three is L.A. and half of it is back in New York doing investigating Thompson's murder. Mm-hmm. And you bring Samberly out to New York to be fish out of water sort of silliness. Maybe. Get to know someone over there um, from season one. I'll give you a little uh, little read tease, literally, because it's from part of an interview. Uh, it would not have been New York. Do you want to know where they were going to head? Peru? In season three? London. I like oh, it. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, I like it. And I yeah. just realized what a character that I don't think shows up in season two. That Again, I don't remember uh, entirely. Uh, but Dum Dum Dugan, if he had shown up in... Uh, in this, I thought about the Howling Commanders spot. as well. It would have been nice to see them somehow. Uh, just real quick aside, I did uh, I did note, I, we mentioned this at the beginning when we covered it. Now, in our timeline, on Timeline mm-hmm. Scavengers, we put Agent Carter one shot before Agent Carter TV sh- series. But when we did, you'll recall, listener, Mike and Colin, um, <laughs> various <laughs> levels of recall, um, that we said it could also take place after. Mm. Because Flynn is not mentioned during Agent Carter and Thompson isn't mentioned and Seuss isn't mentioned and there's a new chief and it's Flynn. So, and then shield is created by uh, Stark. Right. So in our timeline that we're doing, we're going with the, with the MCU wiki, which is then when all the stuff went down in season one with Stark's vault, he put the creation of shield on hold but if you put the one shot after this, you don't have to put it on hold. It can be like we're starting Shield now, and the last scene has Dum Dum Dugan in it. So right. it would have been interesting to to return there after all this too. Mm-hmm. Right. That, I mean, that is a very. I think that's a, such a fascinating take of when you have to do like a one shot, and you're toying with the idea of a TV show, but nothing else is created yet. Yeah. So like it really does make it very open because like well they don't even mention these people but like yeah. it also could just be that she's in a different office so it's like why would yeah. they be mentioned? Right. So right. it's such a fascinating scenario because yeah. she's also not necessarily in New York but like you know because like it seems like it's the same place but it's very still at the same time a different facility so it's like she's yeah she's for sure in New York but she could be in like a different borough she could be right. in like yeah, the yeah. Manhattan office or the Queens office or whatever right 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 or, yeah. what, or whatever's happening yeah. Right. Or honestly, maybe even a, just a different floor of the same building. Who knows? Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, Fair it's enough. like it's all sorts of different like scenarios, uh, and like just because Flynn, because also the same thing could happen to Flynn, right? Like he's there leading, and then after you know Carter is told, oh, you know, we're going to go do this thing, they have this whole other thing. Flynn might have to go back because of military stuff. Who knows what the situation right. is there? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, For sure. So I just find that very very fun. I what I will say is someone who I didn't was not like missing though. Is Flynn. So like for, that's someone who sure. I did Fuck not need to see. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. 100 <laughs> percent Uh okay. So why don't we do your your segments here there, James? Sure. Let's let's kick things. Let's do this in alphabetical order, uh, starting with Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. Okay, we have a very short Avengers Ensemble. Um, the orderly that tells Manfredi that he can't bring her roses because she'll just use them to try and cut her face open. And at first, that sounds like a buckwild thing to say. And then we remember this whole season. So right. uh, <laughs> uh, that guy's name is, a, he's on IMDb as, I believe, Brock Jones, but he or maybe Malcolm Jones, but he is credited here as Malcolm Brock Jones. 
MBJ, and he was in nothing really nerdy, um, but his first role was as a deputy in three episodes of a show called Bite Night, which does look like a vampire show, so oh, maybe wow. that's maybe that's a comic, book, comic booky thing, but I did uh, no research on that. Uh, Bite Night seemed like a pretty much of a slam dunk um, deputy on that. Maybe he got bitten. Who knows? Is it one night? Is it, ever, is it like a monthly night? I don't know. Mm. You know, like, oh, it's bite it's like, night again. It's, I was going to say, it's almost like it's date night, but like instead it's for going out and getting a like a bite as a vampire. Yeah, like when date night and Vampire Friday happen on the same day, mm. it's bite right. night. Right, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, um, but they don't because it's Friday. And it's, you know, it's like saying when Friday the 13th and Halloween happen on the same day. It doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> all right, now a new segment, but it's a spinoff of an old segment. Uh, Mike, Colin, welcome to the inaugural and possibly final episode of Why That Small Talk. Um, this is related to Why That Date, um, and mm-hmm. sort of Why That Year. In their, uh, all right, see you later. Here's here's your stop. Are you sure you don't want to ride? No, I'm not going to do the thing where I'm super bummed again. Thank you for letting me give you a ride to the SSR. Jarvis says that the New York weather predicts sleet and hail. And Agent Carter says, yes, well, summer's just around the bend in several months. The show takes place in July. Mike, Colin, why that small talk? <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic question. I know the answer. Um, so I'll let Mike give some I'm guesses. Ass- I'm assuming Howard Stark. <laughs> Great That's answer. Really Great answer. That's Great a answer. Very good answer. <laughs> no, like Howard Stark His has some machine. kind of like weather tech or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that that you know, with I I was like, yeah, of course. It's like it's warm in Los Angeles. It's cold in New York. What's what's new? Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. Time zones it's for sure. Right? Late July. Yeah, time zones is no, a different I, thing. Than the MCU. Here's the actual answer, though. Okay. It's because in the very first episode, they didn't know what the hell day it was. So they had to make sure that in the last episode, they brought it full circle and didn't know when the hell the first day, the first episode of the very first season. Yes, I agree. The very first episode of this entire show, they were like, "It's one of three days." Take a guess. March ish. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I also love. I was about to be like, "Well, they had the newspaper." Yeah, newspapers doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't give a crap. We don't know what day it is, even if it says right here what day it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So yeah. it's a buck wild piece of uh, dialogue, but I love it very much because <laughs> it uh, shows that perhaps both uh, Jarvis and Carter have suffered major brain damage or or it's been many months wrapping up the Isodyne case recovery like courtroom. That feels theatrics. like it would be so much time. It does. Like. <laughs> Anna Jarvis had some, like, she relapsed like five times. She's just coming home from the hospital after four months in the hospital. Right. It's November. Yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It would, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because that, that would have to be so much time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you, you want to be like, well, okay, but what if it's, no, there's no, there, you have to either have a huge time jump or Jarvis is reading an old paper. I, yeah, I was going to say, Howard I Stark think the- is pranking Jarvis. With Anna's Ooh, help. I like that. Yeah. 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 And but then and, and Carter's in on it. Agent Carter's then, in on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, that would be part. I of, think part of the question there. An- another possibility here is again, like you know, people working on scripts, maybe a little asynchronous. Sure. Because uh, like, when does? Uh, let me remind myself of 1947. 1947. No, it all takes place in July. Never mind. Yeah. I was thinking like, is it all just one month or does it like kind of start a few? Like it takes like a couple months or whatever. You know who knows? Yeah, I. That's such a weird. It it feels honestly, if we're, if we're breaking kayfabe a little bit, it feels a little bit like they, they missed a an edit. Like they had it taking place at a certain time, but then they're like, it doesn't matter, California, whatever. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but like, and so they didn't make the change because no one noticed it because it was like, oh yeah, whatever. No one's gonna notice this. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna take an in depth look at this. Right. Well, line. I'll make sure to tag the guy that wrote this episode. <laughs> yeah. When we publish it and go. And that person's name is? I don't remember. But I have to gonna, go back I'm, and listen. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Hold on. I'll I go back and listen to the episodes out. that tell us. Because uh, that's what Timeline Scavengers is for. Two. Let's see. I can do a file. Two. Kevin ten. Feige himself. Whoops. Kevin Uh-oh. Feige. So well, I'm Jennifer also... Getzinger. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I didn't put it because... I think it's Tara Butters and someone else, but I didn't. And Michelle Fazekas, I believe it's Butters and Fazekas, but I didn't put their names in. So um, we'll have to see. We'll have to Fazekas to see. Mike, what? Go ahead. Uh, so I, 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 I <laughs> because this this uh, show is all about doing buck wild research. Yeah. <clears throat> I pulled open the West Point temperature history in August 1947 because that's the best one I could find. Um, West one because, is the best one. Um, and it says that the coldest in like early August, which is kind of kind of where we're 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 talking about like late July, late July early yeah. August, it 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 will get down to about 50. But Ooh. I don't know if that's a, a, a that's the 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 overnight temp, but like I don't think right. that's cold enough for that kind of thing. No. Nope. So sure, I, sure maybe isn't. maybe they were just like, there's a Although, really bad cold front bomb cyclone from the Canada. I, I don't know. Weirdly also, enough, West Point is not quite New York City, but right. Know. Weirdly enough, hail I think can happen really anytime because there yeah. is definitely somewhere, uh, like on like my Instagram or something like that, a clip of like August or early September having hail like the That's size true. of quarters. Hit the yeah. side of my. That's also fair. House. When it's but, really but, cold, but he also mentions sleet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, bit... the sleet. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how sleet operates, but sleet is rain snow. Sleet is it's like partially frozen rain. rain. Right. right. It's this side of freezing rain. It's snow right. side of freezing rain. I think so. Okay. I'm like a Venn diagram. Weather terms are <laughs> made up. Mm-hmm. Um, just like all words, I suppose. Um. Contact I us think- at Timeline Scav. <laughs> hey, meteorologists. All you weather nerds. Um, Wouldn't you like you, to know weather? Welcome right? to our new segment, <laughs> mm, Meteorology. Um, <laughs> I will say that it's fun to have this book ending. Like our research, Mike doing research on the coldest day in, in New York when we started the this season That's doing true, research the on season, the hottest day yeah. in California. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's, wow, trying. a lot of bookends here. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and that is the segment, uh, Why That Small Talk. Thank you, gentlemen, for participating with me in that inaugural and possibly final. But not necessarily. I anticipate there is much more Buckwild Small Talk to be had. So keep an ear out. Okay. 
So I am so excited for this segment, everybody. <laughs> um, I would like to preface this a little bit, and then I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to get into every bit of my notes. Okay. So when we first started talking about Agent Carter and signing up for who's doing what episode or who's like leading the discussion, I was like, listen, there's only two that I particularly like need to make sure that I'm on. One was the one that has Pistol Pack and Mama. Uh-huh. Uh, and the sure. second one was this one. And I remember James said something. Well, it wasn't like uh, like James was questioning me in terms of like, well, why do you? Why does it have to be that one? It was more of like, oh, like just kind of, I guess, a general interest of why does this one stick out to you? And I was like, oh, because like I know who did it. And James said something along the lines of, oh, like, you know, you have like a, a, a good guess. And I was like, oh, no, James, I have I have an answer. And I remember you were like, oh, and so I told him who it was. And James was like, oh, is that like a guess based on whatever? And I was like, well, A, the writer said. And James was like, oh, but it's just outside stuff. And I was like, right, but then there's this. And I remember the moment that you, like, because we were on a Zoom call and you went, oh, ooh. Let me let me have a little bit of, of side preface to this. Yeah. Side preface. Okay. Um, Mike also specifically... Requested, requested this, this episode. I did. I do yeah. not remember this. That's really funny. You, you did say that uh, you and Stacy had thoughts and opinions about uh, this. Oh, that's right. I think it was just that we both hated that it was a cliffhanger and they were never going to get any more additional context. Yeah. Well, uh, don't which worry. is my final note. I'm and here to cover that for you. Don't you worry. Before Colin covers it, listener, mm-hmm. if you don't know this, if you don't know what he's about to say, Join me as I constructed this timeline, and I watched season seven of Agent Carter. No, season two. God, wish, wishful thinking. And I watched <laughs> season seven of Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. where, as you know, I don't know if listener, I don't know if you know this, but they started that season back in 1931. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. No way, really. Uh, and so they made their way through the time, and I thought, okay, this is where they're going to address Thompson's death. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because they're going through time, we're going to address it. Because Colin seemed super confident that it was this. I think also Mike seemed super confident. Also the MCU wiki, super confident. Everyone says they knew the, who it was and Colin's about to say. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't, doesn't, as you know, since we haven't covered Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we're not going to for another eight years, uh, <sighs> they don't cover it at all. So my mind was frustrated when here's, I was watching. Here's something that, that I do season. find fascinating because I was doing research for, for part of this. I did find out that the MCU wiki says that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. he is mentioned in a newspaper clip. So I have not seen that yet. Interesting. So we'll have to keep I, an eye out I, for that. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that for sure. Yeah. I envisioned this whole thing where they find a, we find ourselves in a post-Agent Carter 1947 and they do the season three that I just talked about, Agent right. Carter being, where they investigate the murder. It, you know, right. Simmons has theories. Enoch's like, oh, 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 oh. except right. that doesn't make sense because they didn't bring him. Anyways, let's. Anyways, <laughs> that's all. I, I just wanted to bring you to my my context of where I was when Colin, sure, opened these gates. Colin, please, please proceed. Okay, I have one final question before I reveal this. Bef- okay, when you first watched this scene, right. Did you have an idea for who it could have been? No, maybe. not even like, a little bit. Wow. Maybe. I wonder who the hell that was, right? I think I was like, okay. why? Yeah. Okay, sure. I why was like, they- man, 
man, this is a great cliffhanger for season three. Where's that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Ooh, have I'm I caught so, up to recent or? What? Yeah, it's like when is that hitting Disney Plus? Like, oh yeah, no, just it didn't happen. You're like, I'm sorry, what? I am I was outraged. Mmm, like, that's good, Carter. Mmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, folks. <clears throat> so, delicious. Welcome to Who Shot Jack Thompson, and the Ooh. answer is Michael Carter. <gasps> what? But in Wait, 1940, what? Peggy How and her so? family. Exactly. In 1940, Peggy and her family found out that he was dead. How could it be him? That's what you're probably asking me, right? People kn- I was when just people saying that. D- <laughs> when people are seen... dead in the Marvel Universe, they die for real. They right, stay they die dead. in real life, yeah. No, have you ever <laughs> yeah. seen the I TV miss- show Psych? I misspoke a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the show Psych, by any chance? I have. Uh, mostly the portions of it when it was on before I w- when I was watching WWE Raw. Sure, sure. Not a ton. So that means that you'll, if you have watched the show, you'll be uh, familiar with this phrase, which is no body, no crime, Sean. Uh, Mm. And that's the thing is we didn't see him die. We just see the government tell her family that that happened. Mm, uh, Taylor Swift fans also will recognize "Nobody No Crime" as a Taylor Swift song. I just mm. want to get get out of that. Get Psych out was, in front of I, that. We don't want the, you don't uh, want the Swifties before, on top. Yeah. You don't want the Swifties. "Nobody No Crime" was twenty twenty. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Still, you don't and, want Swifties on your case. No, I don't. We are. To be clear, I want to I want to say part of this next sentence one more time because I didn't realize that I had written this until later because again I found out more stuff later. So I want to write this. Want to say out loud this this sentence because now it's like. I'm more proud of it than I could have imagined. Okay. We just know that the government told her family what happened. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the nope. truth is. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Hold that, hold that thought, hold that thought. <laughs> We're getting that, don't worry. Okay. So, I'm so glad I'm here for this. I'm very excited. So he um, did, in fact, fake his death, right? Now, I know you're going, Colin, how could you possibly know that, right? I want to give you all of the little breadcrumbs that tell us this for a fact, Right. Uh, and it's going to give us an undeniable piece of evidence as well, right? Sorry, and, and I'll give us an undeniable piece of evidence. Oh, both. Okay. okay. So first things first, when Jack opened his door, and this is where I immediately started going down a rabbit hole. This was not my first piece of evidence, but when I started watching today and was taking notes, this was the first thing I wrote down because I hadn't noticed it before. When Jack opens his hotel room door, his hotel room is 208. What happened okay. in Carter... Season two, episode eight, everybody. That would literally be labeled as 2.08, right? Uh, so episode 208, Jack visits London and gets a no. redacted file that is then no. taken from him after the attack. Okay. In Wait, that 208? episode, 208, yep. Uh, hmm. Okay. Because okay. I went back and rewatched it just to make sure. Um, but I didn't in put in episode, my notes. I trust you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. In episode 208, that's when he gets the that's file. That's very good. Okay. When the file is opened in this episode, I'm going to read to you everything that we can read on the page um, that's not redacted. It says, despite extreme interrogation, the redacted identities or any information, the lead counterintelligence officer in charge stated that the only method to ensure removal of known redacted. Now, this one we can fill in the blanks, by the way, because on 208, Thompson holds up a device to part of these lines, and we read what was underneath one of these bits, which is, it shows part of this redaction, including the phrase, no civilians were spared from the massacre. Mm -hmm. Mm. The next section reads, at approximately 0910, the team arrived at the edge of the redacted. 
the redacted, immediately returned fire and contacted redacted him of the situation. There was no response. The third section says radio transmission was initiated between redacted at 0815 on the morning of March 15, 1943. Baker team 11 moved redacted. The 13 man team moved forward nonetheless. Okay, interestingly enough, I think that uh, this is also yet another clue of how we know that this couldn't be Margaret Carter, because while we don't exactly know where where she was on March 15th, 1943, we do know that in June of 1943, she was already with Project Rebirth, which had already mm-hmm. been established. It's not like it just started that day. So we can probably assume that within the f- couple months leading up to that, that she was already with Project Rebirth right. and not in London, but in fact, in the United States of America. Okay. Now, finally, going back into uh, episode 208 still, uh, I will say that while there is not enough to show what else the page states, we do also see one more part of another page in that document that shows Agent M. Carter SOE on it, which is where Thompson first believes that he has Peggy dead to rights. Uh, Real quick, uh, it wasn't until we were doing the show and talking about it for the show that I put together that M. Carter is... Um, is a mis is a mis misleading like that Peggy is Margaret and and right. M whatever mm-hmm. even yeah. though he calls her Marge even right. though all this right, stuff right. it they 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 misled too much and I was like well M oh I see M my, my, right. so right mm-hmm. yeah. um and so uh, also in season two episode eight Thompson shows Carter the file and we see another page uh, and here is everything from that one. Uh, hang on, I do have to zoom in on this because I actually did just full, uh, fully take a screenshot of it. Uh, March 15, 1943, moved forward nonetheless. So-and-so is determined, redacted. Blank and visibility was poor. Uh, the blank is just because the shadow kind of covers the word a little bit. Um, that's not redacted. It's just the literal shadow of the page sure. or the file. Um, the 13-man team moved forward. Um, blank uh, where they stopped and redacted for further orders. The something were not quick in coming when nearly two hours passed. Uh, without word, the team moved to a better vantage point. As they arrived, they were spotted by Redacted and contacted Colonel Coleman to alert him of the situation. There was no response. So that's another no response situation. Counterintelligence swept the village, uh, Redacted, determined that uh, one or more citizens were key interests of something. Uh, again, Redacted. Intelligence uh, chief returned to his office uh, for information, Redacted. Uh, and then the only other thing that you can really see is it literally just says, uh, fi- uh, so I determined that, and then that's where it kind of cu- the screen literally gets cut off so sure. you don't see anything else of it. Um, mm. And the only other thing to point out here is that uh, when she looks at the file that, you know, when they hand it to him, something that is in the file on the page that uh, the person who steals the file later opens up to that exact same page, there is something missing from it, uh, which is a mm. paper clip holding on a little like crumbled up piece of like a map with something circled on it. Uh, and there's something written underneath it. The problem is that because the camera is panning across the file, there's not a single frame where that map is in enough uh, clear visage where I can actually read what it says. It's just always sure. a little blurry, which is unfortunate. So I really want to know what that is. Um, so there's all that stuff that's in season two, episode eight, uh, that is redacted are there from March. Which uh, so that means that there's more to the story, right? It's it's in 1943, and I, I'm pointing this out because we know that this story continues past the pages that we look at, since a right. there's clearly some more stacks. Uh, but what's interesting is that it has to get worse and worse and worse. 
um, as we go, because when Carter asks um, Thompson what the file is even about or for, because she seems confused, he says that it's about her activities in June 1944. But in June 1944, where was our very own Agent Peggy Carter? That's right, with the 107 and Howling Commandos taking down Hydra bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she Being couldn't embarrassed be. embarrassed by Phillips and stuff. Yeah, so like this can't be her doing the things in this in this thing. So that's why she then says, it must be a forgery. Like, don't you think it's a little convenient that you just find this thing, right? Now, this is yeah. interesting to consider, right? This this whole exchange about it has to be a forgery. Don't you find it convenient? But like, it can't be convenient that he just finds it because remember, his friend said that he had to go through so many rule breaking to get that document for him, which means right. that this thing was supposed to remain hidden. It was supposed right. to be buried, and the fact that he found it means that someone knew that he found it. I think that the idea that we we're that we we're meant to buy is that um, uh, Thompson pulled strings that Masters had already pulled. Oh, for sure. I definitely think but that's definitely. What I think the, yours is a much more sure realistic explanation. Like I think it's one of those things. Sort of, you know. I think it's also a little bit of like because this is sort of the situation at hand, right? Which is where. In a way, it's almost like both can be the, the same thing. It's like you're only thinking of it in this way because yeah. you assume that this guy is dead. Right. But really, over here, this is what's happening, right? Here's my last little bit before my undeniable piece of evidence, um, which is that later in that episode, Masters tells Jack what happened and what's true are two different things. The great thing about that statement is that initially we're looking at it in one light, be related and relevant to the overarching story being told in season two. But it's also giving us a hint about the what never was season three, which is what happened to Michael Carter is that he died. What's true is that he faked his death and that he Mm -hmm. did go on to do all these other things. Vernon Masters himself says that means this document is true no matter what happened. Mm -hmm. And again, you think it's him doing that thing of like, Oh, listen, like it doesn't matter. Like this government is this red is tape. government yeah. red tape. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, but I think it's great because for him, he means what happened is and what's true, right? As being like one and two, right? Like in meaning. And what's actually happening, it's it's the flip side of it. Right. Right. So, you know, I'm, Do you I'm think sort of flipping the masters the knew that Michael Carter no. wasn't dead. Okay. No, I don't think that. Okay. I think I think again, I think that he does believe that this is Margaret. And it's like, oh, this and this is perfect. This is, you know, ooh, this is juicy. You know, you've really got her. You know, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of like everyone always assume that they're on the up and up, and right. really, once again, this is a situation of there is so much uh, like black tape in this sort of situation that like yeah. they are not aware that they are stepping into a different mystery entirely. Um, and what's the and what's the uh, title of season two episode eight? Uh oh, I hang on, I had that written down somewhere, but I forgot what it is. Uh, do you already the have the edge of mystery? That's it. Yep, the mm. edge of mystery. Um. So he faked his own death uh, despite him being supposedly dead. Okay, now, if you're like, Colin, okay, that seems like it's a lot of, you know, whatever, like, that's circumstantial, like, you know, what if, like, what's happening is that the massacre is or whatever, somehow a scene that happened with the 107th, There, you know, there's not enough of this or whatever. Okay, well, fine. How about I just go to this little interview from Digital Spy um, talking to the producer of Agent Carter, reveal the season three plot and why a revival won't happen on Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, Jose Molina was asked about what ideas they had for a prospective third season with plans to take the action overseas. 
Um, the initial thrust was going to come from the investigation into the assassination of Jack Thompson. We were hoping, assuming that we could afford it, that the story would then lead us to London, where we would learn that Peggy's late brother Michael was not only alive and kicking, but involved in some very nefarious, super villainous shenanigans. Um, the creative team would uh, all be willing to line up to return, the cast, the writers, etc. It would just be a matter of finding an outlet interested in airing the show. Given the season's rating when it aired on ABC, finding that outlet seems like it could be a long shot. I would uh, It would be lovely to think that Netflix, home to many awesome Marvel shows at the time of this writing, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. would pick it up. But the shows are uh, in a common universe and that timeline that Carter doesn't share. Uh, creatively, those shows also tend to be very dark and Agent Carter doesn't, need, ne doesn't necessarily have that dark and brooding in its DNA. Mm -hmm. But that is from the, you know, from the people who make the show themselves going, oh yeah, no, we definitely wanted to... Um, you know, he, he, we definitely wanted to go into this and it's, he's the, he's the guy. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I do find interesting and like, this might not be anything, right. But like, think about how also she loves her brother so very much. Right. And, uh, and all this other stuff. There's also, in my opinion, a musical cue at the very end of the show uh -huh. where one of the, literally the last line of music that's happening as he's reading the file for a brief moment and then closes it and then walks out, stepping over the body, you hear, I know that it's you being held out and then that I love. Yeah. Right. And mm. again, the whole time you're thinking about how that relates to Carter and Sousa, but it still relates to this scene because they don't change the music. Right. They keep playing that song because she loved her brother. She was devastated when he died. So I know that it's you that I love. Right. Like, and he takes and leaves. I have a thought. Mm -hmm. I have two thoughts. Okay. I have, I have lots of thoughts, but two about this one. Sure. Two uh, about this specific thing. Right. Uh, one is a is a is a is a bad one, and that is Ooh. he was pushing her pretty hard to join SOE. Mm -hmm. Kind of feels a little bit looking back. Like it would have been nice for him to have another M. Carter in the SOE mm. in case there was something that needed to go down. Mm. This was three years before the events, but that's not to say that who knows? He was who knows what's up. Plotting some stuff. Right. Which is which is a horrible thing because it means that he was using his sister and basically using her life yes. to uh, cover up his uh, war crimes, I guess we can just assume that that's where, that's oh, where we're yeah, headed. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, do you think that Jack Thompson was investigating, like, obviously he has the file and he's presumably going to take it back to have it put back where it goes or whatever. Right. I liked the idea that he was killed because he was still investigating it because even after all that so. we have to say about Jack Thompson, he's a good investigator and he... When, mm -hmm. when it's not Agent Carter specifically getting in his way, he's a good cop in terms of investigation. He's a right. good detective. I do agree. I he's do a good agree detective. So sure. if he was like, it doesn't make sense because Peggy X, Y, and Z, but wait a minute. Didn't she have a, let me go look into this some more, blam, blam, can't look at him anymore. I don't know where his head was at necessarily in terms of the investigation. I don't know if he was believing that it could be Michael Carter, uh, right. like you know, considering he was dead or whatever. But what I do believe is, is that his mind changed on that file after he talked to Peggy. Yes. And she says, you know, you don't need to cut corners on all that other stuff. Like, you're better than that. Yeah. I think that he was like, okay, 
you're right. So then if this isn't about you, right? what, is the, what does that what, mean? What do we do? Yeah. And I think he's actually his interest. If he's trying to clear her name, because right. he's now on the on the good man path that they talked about right before the rift opened and you know tug of war from mm-hmm. hell happened like if he's like this exists why does this exist let's figure that out mm-hmm. and you know someone gets wind of that you know bam bam excellent excellent work and also, yes. uh, one final little fun note, by the way. I forgot that I've written this down because it's at the very bottom of my notes. Uh, it turns out, by the way, that Michael Carter is a captain, so this universe does still have a Captain Carter. Oh, mm. It's just he's evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Captain Carter was a man what and if? therefore evil? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And therefore. <laughs> he had the beard. He's just, he just had the goatee, you know? had the beard, you know. Exactly. He, and I have... I have no notes uh, on on the the weapon necessarily that killed him. I mean, I know what it is. It's an M nineteen eleven A pistol with a silencer uh, on it. And I will once again point you to the mm. episode that we do where it points out that silencers don't exactly work like that. But you know, it's for. Wait a minute, M nineteen eleven A. Hold on, let me just make sure that we haven't. It's a Colt nineteen eleven um, single action recoil operated semi automatic pistol. Chambered for the .45 ACP cartridge. Let me just double check here that we haven't talked about it before. I'm not seeing anything because you know we all those guns we've talked about that have that are a because they had one small thing changed like the weight or like the trigger whatever and they were just like okay stamp with an A that's the new model go. Mm -hmm. I think the A one for this one is specifically. it was an improved one, but I think the A came from when it went to uh, become an automatic. Automatic. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Because I believe it sense. initially was not semi-automatic at all, and then right. I believe it became that way. The A uh, could stand for a gun, too. Right. <laughs> Although, actually, I think the A1 got added technically in the Vietnam War era, which is why I just started with M1911, because mm-hmm. I believe that... Um, oh, no. Uh Ele- uh, 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 sorry, 11A1 model uh, entered service in 1926. My, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. But it was used in World War One, the Banana Wars, World War II, Korean War, First Indochina War, Vietnam War. Uh, I mean, like the list goes on. It's been used in an insane amount of wars, even to this day, like in the Iraq War and uh, stuff like that. Like it's been in production for ages. Can you tell fact, me more still about the Banana Wars? Yeah, one second. Is that um, like Banana Republic stuff? Like not like the actual thing, not the store? Like down in... The Banana Wars was a series of conflicts that consisted of military occupation, police action, and intervention by the U.S. Uh, in Central America and the Caribbean between the end of the Spanish-American War in 1898 and the inception of the Good Neighbor Policy in 1934. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that uh, is where you, the term banana republic comes from. Yeah, I, I'm pretty it's sure it does. Very yeah. possible. Um, um, it doesn't. The term banana wars was People always turn it into capitalism. Banana wars. Uh, I don't see it specifically written in here, but uh, it's very possible that that's where I. It might be that that eventually led to the to right. that phrase, right. but it didn't necessarily at that time. I will tell you that I I googled Banana Wars hoping that like there was a television show about like oh. a reality show about like who can make the best banana without Actually, slipping up. I found it by the way. I did find the the term James, being coined. Yes. Um, okay. That's very good. Thank uh, you. Honduras is boo. 
Honduras is one of the countries okay. that's involved in this situation and in, in the interventions. Um, uh-huh. And uh, they were basically actually the country's key banana export sector, actually. Uh, and so it saw insertion of American troops in 1903, 1907, 1911, 1912, 1919, 1924, and 1925. And the writer O. Henry, um, mm. better, uh, which is the uh, pen name of William Sidney Porter, um, coined the term, yeah, uh, term Banana Republic in 1904 to describe Honduras specifically. Right. I which is, a Banana Republic is where, oh, no, you still are in charge, but America's actually in charge. Right. Right. With guns. That's not mm-hmm. a banana in our pocket. A politically unstable country you're, with you're an not excited dependence upon the export of natural sur- uh, resources. Yeah, America. That's it. That's the case of Michael Carter. I. That's the. Th- I from the minute they showed that file and they showed that it was M. Carter, and then she was like, "It's a fake." And then he got shot. Like the second I put two and two together back in the day. Mm-hmm. I immediately was like, that's got to be Michael Carter, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and I, I'm just so stoked uh, that we finally got to this scene because yeah. I've been dying to talk about this mystery for ages. And the fact and that like I had two things to point to. Oh, yeah. Which you, is just th- some, that. some really good sleuthing. Yeah. Going I back to 208 today was so cool. Yeah, that is that is amazing. I forgot about him immediately after uh, they he got died. the news that he was dead. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. <laughs> Object permanent. He, he's dead. Uh, yeah, he's not a part of the mind. On. And it's a fictional thing. I didn't even know him. He was <laughs> the, the whole ma- point the, was uh, that you would get to know him. The uninteresting male version of Agent Carter. When we have a perfect, we we have Agent Carter at home. Is sort of what I thought of Michael Carter. <laughs> kind of the opposite, actually, isn't it? I mean. Isn't it? Isn't the joke that the, what you have at home sucks, and is, un, yeah, is but, uninteresting? Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, Agent Carter in the store would be Peggy because right, we yeah. love Peggy. Yeah, Peggy forever. Agent, right. We have Captain Carter at home. Ah, ring, yes, yes, yes. And that Captain Carter is a killer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. Yep. Do you think Michael Carter would be proud of the Agent Carter of the other What If series for how much she just? Immediately, just murders. Yeah, it shows that yeah. it's in her blood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's like, oh, it runs in the family, and she can she can do a shot of whiskey. I'll, hold on, I'll give her a call. We'll get her over mm-hmm. here to do it. Peggy, Peggy, slam that do- one back, Peg. And another one. She doesn't seem to be affected by it. What's going on? How come yeah. <laughs> you can't drink me under the table? I'm your brother. Sit up straight. Like, mm, Elbows yeah. up the table. <laughs> God, when in that scene though, where he is like, "Slam it back, Peg, for old time's sake," and he's like, "You can do that? <laughs> no, of course not. What are you doing?" Like the embarrassment on her face, and she's like, "Stop it, fuck up." Yeah, <laughs> that's my future husband. Stop it. And he's like, "What? No, come on, Shirley, you can do it. Come on, girl. Let's show don't him call me for. Shirley." Her Eliza yeah. Doolittle comes back out, and she's like, "You know, Cole, shut up, you cunt." Like she just like just like goes like all the way back. He's like, uh, "What's her name? Fred is like." Yeah, Fred's Peg- like Peggy, but of course he's like, there it is, bringing it out. I would love the concept of like they're actually not prim and proper people. That like they've it's like vocal training, like people who have like deep Southern accents or Boston accents yeah. that get vocal trained to be like reporters. No joke, yeah. like this is a yeah. So, like, Should I take a class they, to lose my Southern accent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and like they they do that to uh, 
uh, to do whatever. And it's like sometimes it still slips out a little bit where they go to say a word and they're like, oh, nope, hang on, that's that's my old accent, you know, yeah. coming out. Uh, it's that, but like really, like once they start drinking, both Peggy and Michael are both like, oh, I wish they saw about then. <laughs> Fred, you're gonna marry my sister, right? <laughs> We're working to the family, bruv. Peggy, I don't know, understand. What are you on about then, Fred? You got a problem with my brother? And he's like, oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is. Uh, <clears throat> I'm oh, a trained you know? killer. I've done lots of genocide. Hey, Fred, what did you just say? Peggy, I, did you hear what your brother just said? Peggy? I, oh, she's gone. Yeah. I think she's gone to get another drink. Well, hey, secrets between gentlemen and all that. And he's like, he's like, oh, I knew you were a good one then, eh, Fred? And if you don't, anyway. I'll kill you. Yeah. He's like, ha, ha, what now? Anyway. Uh, best part of my Big Fat Greek wedding. A great movie, but Joey Fatone being like, no, seriously, we'll kill you. And like mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over again, calling back to... Uh, do they like him or not? Oh, good movie. Anyways, yeah, very good movie. That's uh, family, um, and uh, killing. That sure is. So it's all related. Uh, now, other than that, though, I have nothing else. So, um, if you want to take a little bit more vacation time, I would. I would love, Mike. Did you have anything? Uh, uh, any other things that you wanted to bring up about this, or shall we? I shall mean, we take some? I I I I figure it's worth saying again. It sucks that the story ends here, and you know the we have to do some amateur sleuthing through uh, yeah. reading pr- oh, producer. Oh, well, I'm sorry, professional. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do. Uh, I am a Patreon supporter, so definitely pro- professional. I apologize. It's true. Yeah, that's that's a mistake on my part. Um, I'm the amateur here as the guest. Um, but but it's just a, it's a shame that we don't Good get to like get that uh, like the the reality. Yes, reality yeah, of it in season three, which sounds sounds pretty rad. The ba- the way I mean, e- even the few sentences we got about it of like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to London if we can afford it, and then like just you have Disney Plus now. Just get get her back. Let's do this. I want to I want to see it. I want to see this season three. Um, and it just sucks that we're honestly probably never going to get it. Hmm. Unless Kevin Feige uh, disagrees and says, you know what? I will do season three. I don't have any nano project right now. Ooh. Hey, can I pitch something real fast? I know we normally do like what ifs for like the era later. Yeah, yeah. But real quick before next, we head out. Next episode. I, <laughs> yeah. Can I just pitch one final thing Hit for it. this for season three? Hit it. Because now it's post endgame and so we know that... Uh, a certain man ends up back in her life. Sure. What if to remain undercover and lay low, he becomes Captain Britain? Oh, I like because that. he has to because he because he you know, has to wear like the helmet and stuff to hide his face to hide his identity, and so he has to get like a new look and appeal so that he can go out and do these things with her and like keep her safe. Well, not to say keep her safe like she needs protection, but you know what I mean. Sure. Like, right. To have backup essentially. But like it's he go he takes under this like new persona and he's like this is embarrassing and then she's like well you know you're gonna have to deal with it you're in my town now you know let me oh. say that if they officially Sorry, introduced okay uh, yes go ahead if they officially introduced and brought the X Men officially into the MCU mm-hmm. via Excalibur yeah the British okay. X Men team. I would love it very, very much. Mm-hmm. That would be the, that would be a win for the nerds, and I just I would really celebrate it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the MCU is a, a a win for the nerds. Correct, and that would be one too. True. Fair. Okay. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't involve uh, X, uh, Cyclops or Jean Grey or uh, Wolverine. And like, listen, yep. I like uh, two of those very, very much. Same. And I just want. It's sort of like how Homecoming didn't have him getting bit by a radioactive spider because we didn't need to see that again. Correct. Because mm-hmm, we've That's seen it where, so many freaking right. times. That's yeah. where I want to be with uh, with uh, X Men when we gotcha. finally get there. So. Excalibur. I'm also listening to a podcast right now that's going through each Excalibur issue and Excalibur only, and they're all three of them like graduate level college like professors. That's it's radical. very very good. That uh, also sounds very much like a James thing. Yeah, to be listening to. they yes. said at the end of the episode, like if you want to request to be on, I'm like, go I for do. it. Do I do want do to it. request to be do on. it? There's an Excalibur where Captain Britain has a clown nose on. He's looking very upset about having a clown nose on that I have. And I'm thinking about maybe asking if I could be on that one. There you go. That's the one. That's the there one. it is. So now I'm calling. That's a, that's a called shot right there. But for now, shall I take a little bit more vacation time out west? And, yeah, uh, let's. Yeah. I think it would be good for our complexions. I think yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, My recommendation I'm, is have a taco. <laughs> Oh, I did want to say, uh, I love that the official uh, season finale Captain Carter template is British people have to British just back and forth just a little bit, just like just just a little insulated, just them back and forth. And I love that season two was about tacos and just fabulous. Just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, (laughs) very good. Uh, I do want to uh, ask Mike real quick. Can I Mm -hmm. get uh, just like. Where can people find you? What are the Twitter handles for your various shows? We've had you on. Sure. People know what shows you're on, but let's get let's. I mean, Twitter I, handles, I have been fortunate and on, you know honored to be on this podcast multiple times, having multiple different strains of of Mike lore uh, mm-hmm. about being thrown into rivers and into boxes and stuff like that, and being a robot at one point, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, sure. But this is just me, hat in hand, saying would you look at the in the hat and see my podcasts good morning greendale uh a community rewatch podcast that is currently on hiatus because my co-worker needed some time um honestly i do not remember if he publicly said that a car hit his house but a car has hit his house yeah, uh, i'll let you I'll f- no 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 nope, nope nope just the one uh god damn it hold on <laughs> That was a really good joke, though, and I can't. St- uh, Here's how yes, I know good- Colin has moved on to not listening very much right now is because he's not on the floor laughing. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> so, yes, Good Morning Greendale. Uh, you can find us at Good Greendale on, on failing website Twitter, um, and we oh. will at some point be coming back to Back to the Futurama, uh, which is at Back to Futurama at... I think that's right. Yeah. It's been a long to- time since... I've been... I, I know we cut we we just cut out words out of our Twitter handle sometimes, uh, but yeah. Uh, let back me to just Futurama double check. Pod? Back to no, Futurama. just back to Futurama. Okay, uh, cool. yeah. Uh, t- if you want to go to Twitter to find back to Futurama again, the failing website Twitter, uh, it's uh, back to Futurama, and we'll be going back onto that when Futurama comes back, and then we'll be going onto the community for the community movie, and we'll just be doing those things until the end of time. So perfect, perfect. Uh, well, before we get out of here officially and and forever and for real, I do want to make a little bit of a recommendation for people that are upset like I am that uh, we're at the end of Agent Carter. Now, I think when we talked about what if, I talked about, maybe I didn't. 
There's a Captain Carter miniseries from late last, like last summer through last fall called Captain Carter. It's a five-issue miniseries. Excellent. Definitely check it out. But if you are in more of a Agent Carter sort of spy area, I want to mm-hmm. recommend to you the miniseries Operation Sin, S period, I period, N period. Uh, takes place in the 1950s. It is Peggy and Howard Stark in Russia. Uh, there are uh, Inhumans. There are aliens. There's Hydra. There's banter. Howard Stark is an idiot in the most little brother way. It's excellent. Uh, there's a guy that can turn into a bear. Ooh. Hmm. Always good. Always good. There's um, a druid in the party. Interesting. Exactly. Uh, druid in the party. Um, and I am Icarus. So I would recommend, uh, you can, if you can, if you have uh, Marvel Unlimited, it's easily accessed there. You can also look up Petty, Peggy Carter and read all the stuff that she's been in because, you know, she was in a bunch of stuff in Captain America in the 70s and stuff. But, um, Operation Sin is from 2015, so it's right around the time when this uh, this show was sort of finishing up, and I, I recommend it very much. It's very, very good, and that's my recommendation uh, for people that are sad that Agent Carter is finishing, like I am, and like we all are. But that is going to do it for sure. 1947 for now, unless there's something that happens in the actual fall or winter of 1947, not the just fake made up Jarvis 1947 fall or winter. Um, for uh, Also for Agent Carter. Um, and for us, for this episode, I am James Anderson. I am Colin Parker. And I am Mike Snyder. Excelsior, brah. Oh. Because the California. Yeah. yeah. I know California. it's probably not the time frame, but you know what? I don't know how many times I'm going to get to come back to California. I mean, I presumably a lot more because well, I'm going to hit stop. Yeah, I'm also going to hit stop. It James for Thee is a Space Jam review and appreciation podcast. With new episodes released yearly on Michael Jordan's birthday, February 17th. Hosted by As Sid, Tay, Dan, and Colin. Ask not for whom the space jams. It jams for thee. On the Scavengers Network. That's all, folks. <laughs>